The past two years have been incredibly challenging for small businesses, but the Small Business Administration and Small Business Development Center have been there to support and champion them. As we kick off Small Business Week, we speak with the New Hampshire directors of these two key agencies about what they are doing to help businesses to not only survive, but to thrive. Hello, I'm Matt Mowry, editor of Business New Hampshire Magazine. And I'm Nathan Carroll, founder and president of Cardinal Consulting. And welcome to BizCast NH. Matt, Small Business Week is here. And yeah, I know, right? Exactly. We're just, we're celebrating. Um, We're going to have some, I I think, really awesome conversation today, but something that is sort of foundational um, in everybody's life is, you know, in thinking about, like, who has given us some of the best advice? Like, these organizations that we're going to talk to the, the heads of are all about, in some cases, advice and counsel and that sort of thing. But, like, how about for you? I mean, is there somebody or a piece of advice that has been given that you're like, this is this is the gold standard. This is what I, you know, base my my success on or maybe not that intense. But what do you think? Oh, absolutely. Uh, you know, first and foremost, I'll always poop on the company dime. I'm just kidding. Sorry. Uh, no, uh, you know, I am so lucky with my job that I get to. Uh, spend my time talking to some of the state's leading uh, business leaders. I call it like the longest MBA program ever. Um, But uh, consistently, the really top uh, folks say, you know, the best thing that they ever did was hire people that are smarter than them. Now, for and that's something that I certainly have done. And, you know, the hiring smarter than you is very easy for me to do. Uh, But, you know, you have to recognize... Uh, where your gaps are and make sure that you're hiring people that ha- that that those are their strengths and when you do that um, amazing things happen so that's that's definitely the best piece of advice I've ever received how about you I love that I love that I wish that that was my answer uh, <laughs> no it's I would say, so years ago when I was young and impressionable I had a really amazing mentor um and she reminded me every day when I was a little, you know, I was a bit of a pipsqueak and, and kind of, you know, getting into my own and, and kind of thought I was the cat's pajamas and all that. She said, hey, listen, she said, you're not above anybody. And as a matter of fact, you need to make sure that not only you treat people that way, but at all levels, like I don't care if they're the CEO or they clean a toilet, not that there's anything wrong or anything different about either of those positions, but. It's all about that level of respect across the board. And this was when I was like 18 and I thought, again, that I was the cat's pajamas, right? Um, And then I found out quickly that I wasn't. But with advice like that, it was like, yeah, you know what? Take a step back and let's, you know, appreciate and respect and and work together because when you need those people, they're going to be there for you if you treated them well, right? So... That was um, that was the good advice many moons ago. So, hey, I I, I took it and ran with it. So, um, speaking of of great advice and and great resources, let's start to rock. So it's Small Business Week, and we are celebrating with two people who know more than a thing or two about small business in New Hampshire. First, Amy Bassett, 
began serving as the SBA District Director for New Hampshire in December of 2020. Prior to her appointment in New Hampshire, she served as the SBA Director, District Director in Maine. She began her career with the SBA in the New Hampshire District Office in 1990 and held a variety of positions during her time, including Deputy District Director and Lender Relations Specialist, too. Amy received her bachelor's degree in business management from Plymouth State College, graduating magna cum laude. Good for Amy. I love that. This is going to be an awesome conversation. And we're joined by Liz Gray. Liz Gray is the state director of New Hampshire Small Business Development Center. Liz joined the New Hampshire SBDC as the state director in July of 2018. Prior to joining SBDC, Liz held positions with the New Hampshire Business Finance Authority and the New Hampshire Department of Resources and Economic Development. She also has extensive experience within the political community of New Hampshire. Liz has a master's in public administration and a bachelor's of science in environmental conservation and international affairs from the University of New Hampshire. This is really going to be an awesome conversation because not only are we going to unpack their organizations, but we're going to unpack them a little bit too and get to know them. So um, ladies, welcome. Thank you so thank much. You. And thanks for being with us and, and joining us. Um, Amy, I want to start with you real quick. Uh, tell us, I think everybody, especially after the last couple of years, has uh, an impression of maybe what the Small Business Administration, the SBA, is. Tell us in your own words what it is and maybe what it does here in New Hampshire for small business. Sure. So I think certainly when the pandemic started in early 2020, SBA became a household name with many businesses because there was so much help coming out through our organization. And that has really just kept things going for us for the last almost two years now. Awesome. Awesome. And Liz, so tell us about this this organization we call the SBDC or the Small Business Development Center. Tell us, um, give us your pitch as it were. My pleasure. Happy to tell you more about SBDC. So we are a small but mighty team of about 16. We have been, uh, SBDC has been around New Hampshire for over 37 years. We provide one-on-one business advising to small businesses across New Hampshire. And when I say small, um, you know, most people think of, you know, five or 10 or maybe up to 35 or 50 employees, but we can actually work with up to businesses with up to 500 employees. And according to to SBA, that's 99% of the businesses here in New Hampshire we could technically be supporting. So in addition to our one-on-one advising, we also provide a lot of education and other resources to our small businesses. Through our e-learning, we've got a dozen brand new e-courses online, varying from marketing and access to capital and exporting and sales generation. So some really exciting topics to a variety of webinars that we've hosted over the last couple of years, and we'll be rolling out more throughout this year. Um, so lots of really, really great stuff. Awesome. Awesome. Um, you're, you're obviously an integral part of small business in New Hampshire, and it seems like the, the place that folks go when they either have an established business or have a, a, an idea even maybe, and, and kind of get that no cost or free advice, but professional advice in this in this environment with these uh, who, people who your advisors who I would imagine have 
experience in business and and are coming out of business, but also assisting the SBDC in doing that. Yeah, that's a really great point. Thank you for adding that in. Um, so our advisors um, have a wealth of knowledge and experience, whether it's their education or their years of serving as an advisor on SBDC's team or owning their own small business. So we are able to support, again, any small business by size, mm. but also in any industry, in any part of the state, and at any stage of growth through our advising. So it's an entrepreneur that comes in with an idea. We can help them develop out their business plan or a business that's been in business for a couple years or you know 20 years, depending on kind of where they are, we meet them there. So we help them with growth strategies, um, working out new marketing plans, bringing a new product to market, mm -hmm. sales generation, all the way on through the life cycle, thinking about you know exit strategies or succession planning. So you can, you know, small businesses can come to us for a variety of different reasons, and we hope they do. I was going to say, it seems like they can come to you for anything. Yeah, yeah. And I think it's important for us to point out is something that small businesses aren't used to, uh, but these are free services, correct? I mean, free to low cost? They are. You know, our services are provided at no cost, uh, whether it's the advising. You know, we've got some clients that have been with us for over 20 years, and they just continue to come back at various stages of, again, their growth um, or their exit planning. So it is, you know, whether it's an hour, it's a webinar or an e-course or for, you know, a couple decades, we are here when you need us. Nice. Nice. Um, so, Amy, um, we alluded earlier to, you know, the, the um, people knowing maybe the SBA for, for certain reasons because of the assistance they provided in the pandemic and all of that, um, specifically PPP. But what is it? What else is SBA in terms of financial products and otherwise, what are they uh, able to provide New Hampshire small businesses and then maybe um, help us to understand, are they coming direct to SBA folks or are they working through a partner or are there other models there? So just all those offerings and then, and then how we access those offerings. Sure. It's, I think everybody really heard about SBA at the start of the pandemic because everybody was so desperate for help. And there were all these, I mean, big programs rolling out, billions and billions of dollars for businesses to access through us. And so that, I think, really gave us a, a notoriety uh, and really increased our brand, I would say, for sure. But we've been around for almost 70 years. You know, we're an independent federal agency, a small but mighty agency, Neat. to coin Lin Liz's term there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But um, so in general, um, our, our day jobs are helping businesses with get, gaining greater access to capital, uh, advising, the business advising that our partners do, as well as access to information on government contracting. And we, again, are a small agency but our programs are big. So how we're able to do that is we leverage partnerships. Mm -hmm. So in most instances, uh, pandemic was a little different, but in most instances, people and business owners are actually accessing our programs through partners, lenders, local credit unions for the loans, and then our resource partners for the business advising services. Nice. So I'm say I'm working with my local bank that I have all my accounts with. I could go to my commercial lender and say, I need access to capital. And maybe one of those options is something from the SBA or SBA backed, as it were. Exactly. So okay. that lender is the one that we're going to really work closely with so that they know all about our programs so that they can help more customers. 
but that customer going to the lender is really going to be relying on that lender to say, we'd love to be able to help you, but we need that extra backing. And then the lender would bring SBA into the equation. Nice. Nice. That's, that's awesome. I think we've done a, a great job of laying the groundwork of what the organizations do. I just want to hop in the time machine here and go back to the early days of the pandemic when everyone just hit the stop button and we're panicking uh, and what that was like for businesses, what your organizations did to help them. Uh, so let's talk about those early dark days. Uh, Amy, can you start us off? I remember those early days distinctly, Matt, because it just was like the floodgates opened. Um, You know, there was a lot, everyone quickly recognized a lot of help was going to be needed for businesses. And SBA, our agency, just um, was through congressional action, given a lot of money and a lot of programs to help people. And people were desperate, worried that they couldn't get access, worried that the money would run out. So with the Paycheck Protection Program, and then the Economic Injury Disaster Loan, and then that just cascaded into other programs. There was a desperation about information, and there was a desperation about missing out on getting the money. And it was difficult for us because these were all brand new to us too. So we had to learn uh, that adage they've used is we were flying the plane while building it, and, and that's really what it felt like at times is you know we were just fielding hundreds and hundreds of calls. And while we were trying to get up to speed, we were trying to get the information out as quickly as possible. And what was really critical is the key partnerships that we already had and we could leverage to really help because it was just, um, you know, you were getting desperate calls. People were beside themselves, worried about losing everything. It was very, very difficult. Wow. Wow. Um, Liz, you and the SBDC, I mean, obviously, I, as, I, as I've as i read and, and understand, have had a huge influx of new clients. Um, you've also sort of matched that with, it seems, staffing and programs, too. Um, tell us a little bit about that experience, and we can provide free therapy for PTSD later on. <laughs> But. Yes, so so needed. Yes, um, <laughs> I think for everybody these days, yeah, it has been it a long couple years uh, working through the pandemic. Um, but you know, I'm I'm couldn't be more proud of the SBDC team. How the entire team came together, rose to the challenge, and was able to support thousands of businesses. In you know, throughout the pandemic alone, we have supported thousands through direct advising as well as our webinars. And, you know, our focus really was kind of like what Amy was saying. There was so much information out there that we tried to do our best to curate the information that was of highest priority to our clients and to get that information out and updated on a timely basis so they knew what we were putting out was the most accurate information. Nice. Just like our businesses, you know, we had to pivot the way they did. We went remote. We did webinars. We did hundreds of webinars because that was the easiest way for us to be able to bring in thousands of businesses. And we partnered with SBA on those webinars in the morning. And, you know, they would do one, we would follow up with another one. Um, Another really cool thing, like you said, uh, with through um, the CARES Act, Mm -hmm. we were able to, uh, we received $1.48 million in CARES Act money to be able to expand 
our staff capacity as well as create new programming and new partnerships. And, you know, Nathan, you and I work together so yeah, closely. On yeah. the, I was going to drop that bomb oh, in a yeah. little while here, but there you go. Yeah. <laughs> but one of them, the Chamber of Commerce Collaborative, it was awesome being able to work with you more closely and to better support our chambers and the chamber's members through that collaborative to ensure that information and programming and services were you know, highlighted throughout the state, whether it was that or the resiliency survey mm-hmm. where we had close to 4,500 businesses respond to our survey yeah. to tell us what their needs were, what their challenges were, and what mm-hmm. we could be doing to better support them. Nice. And we've got a bunch of new other exciting programs, but I'll let Amy talk some more before Good. I jump well, into our gonna, new we're stuff. We're going to get to programs. <laughs> we're going to get to that resiliency survey and, and some of the data from that. But um, Amy, I want you to help me um, because you talk partners and, and all of that. I want you to help me to make the connection between SBA and SBDC. And it's not just like the similarity of the logo, right? <laughs> so exactly. help us to, and, and our listeners to understand what the connection there is and um, and how maybe one supports the other. Yeah, and I, I think what we collectively try to achieve is we want it to be seamless for the customer. So, but to explain sort of like the behind the scenes, mm-hmm. the interconnection. So SBA as a federal agency is tasked with doing this business advising, but we don't do that directly ourselves. We have partners. So we have the New Hampshire Small Business Development Center, SCORE, the Center for Women and Enterprise, as well as the Veterans Business Outreach Center of New England. So collectively, these four partners do all that no-cost business advising and put on the trainings. So the reason they're able to and they're required to provide free services is because the federal government is paying for some of that. So in the SBDC case, it's a public-private partnership. Mm -hmm. So there's SBA backing, there's State of New Hampshire funding, and then there's also support through the University System of New Hampshire so that the organization can provide that vital service at no cost. So let's talk about today. Uh, You know, some businesses are in growth mode, but dealing with those growing pains and trying to find employees... Uh, while others are still reeling from the effects of the pandemic, uh, let's talk about what are the challenges that businesses are facing now that, and, and how you're helping them. Uh, Liz, can we start with you? Sure thing. So I think, uh, you know, businesses are definitely coming to us for a variety of reasons. There's a lot right now, which we're hearing in the news and seeing, you know, the, the help wanted signs and working through the challenges of retaining uh, a qualified and you know great team um, that they have, or recruiting new workers. We're doing a lot to help businesses better understand how they can do both of those things. Um, obviously, we we've still got the you know the challenges of access to capital, and with the relief programs kind of winding down, um, there are some new challenges there. But with that, there are also lots of opportunities for businesses across the state to look at SBA and the other programs that they have to offer, as well as our regional development corporations and the the gap financing and the microloans and a variety of other things that they have to offer. And that kind of goes back to what we were talking about in terms of the partnerships that we're creating to be able to leverage, you know, our business advising and helping connect them with other resources that are available to them to help them be more successful. 
Um, let's go back. You, you mentioned earlier, um, the resiliency survey. Um, can you tell, we've, I think had three iterations of that. Is that right? We did. Um, tell our listeners what that is. If, if for some reason they didn't participate, um, and maybe what you learned from that in terms of the small business landscape over those, those iterations. So we did three phases of the resiliency survey. The first one we kicked off, it was in June of 2020. The second was in February of 21. And then the third was October of 21. And what we were able to do was um, work in partnership with the UNH Survey Center and with 65 different partners across the chain, across the state, including chambers, RDCs, um, different industry associations like the Lodging and Restaurant Association or the Retail Association to be able to distribute one survey across the state to be able to capture information on some of the challenges and needs the business communities, um, the business community across the state were facing. Um, we learned a lot in terms of, you know, where, um, how businesses were struggling financially, how they were doing in terms of maintaining employees. Uh, but also we asked questions like, what are some of the innovations that you uh, put in place during the pandemic? And are you going to be keeping those? And some of the stories that we heard and also the data that we captured in terms of how people were changing the way they were doing business, um, going, you know, transitioning more online, to an e-commerce platform or looking at digital marketing opportunities to be able to connect with their clients, um, their customers, um, as well as just the partnerships that they created with other small businesses. It was really, really fascinating. And, you know, again, it was just a really great way for kind of the New Hampshire partners to come together to be able to get this information and to do a solid longitudinal analysis of this data over the course of the pandemic. We'll be doing a follow-on survey later on this summer um, to, again, to capture more of that information and see how the businesses are doing. I want to jump in and uh, maybe have a little a little fun here. We've been talking a lot about nuts and bolts and programs and information. Um, when you guys are and and your teams are interacting with with small businesses, um, what are some of the the things that folks are coming to you with? The biggest challenges, maybe the mistakes that people have made, and you don't have to call out certain businesses, but what is it that people are coming to you and going? Are, are they coming to you early? Coming to you late? Are they in the thick of something? Do they see something ahead? What what does that look like usually? And and um, are, how you know panicked are they? Hopefully not too panicked. <laughs> yeah, I think when they come to the SBA, they're usually um, oftentimes in panic mode. Oh, but no. um, what we have always kind of found is um, oftentimes a business owner really knows how to operate their business well. But they, for example, may not understand the finances piece of it. Right. But that's critical, you know. And so we try to kind of make them realize that you really need to run your business by the numbers. That That's a key to success. So. Those are some of the things that we come across regularly speaking. And the other is um, people want help now. You know, they are sometimes you have to pay your dues a little bit before you can grow that business and and do things maybe not on your timeline or in a different pathway than you want to take. But that's what it's going to take for you to grow and for your business to be successful. And sometimes that's a little bit difficult for entrepreneurs to hear. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. We want it like we want it now. We want it yesterday. Yeah. Um, Liz, that must be in the same vein, kind of tough um, with 
the advisors that you have, they, they can't necessarily fix something, you know, in the first meeting or overnight or in the first month even. So um, folks are coming to you guys, do you think with maybe more complex problems as well as those startups? And, and, kind of, and, and you know, what are your advisors seeing and, and how are they sort of sussing out all these issues? Because it's not an overnight fix for a lot of this stuff. It's guidance and it's also a lot of work. Yeah, that's exactly it. It's guidance, it's work, it's um, sticking with it over time. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I think every single business is so different, which is why it's it's kind of unique to be able to work, have that one-on-one experience working with an advisor, because that mm-hmm. advisor will dig into that business, understand that individual entrepreneurs or business owners, their goals, because their goals may not be our goals or your goals if you were running the exact same business. So we need to meet them where they are and help them get to, you know, their success and Mm -hmm. meet their goals. I think, you know, one of the, you know, common mistakes that we see here, we wish um, this didn't take place, but kind of like what Amy was saying in terms of people coming in a panic mode, (laughs) sometimes when there is an issue, they come to us a little bit too late. So we want to make sure that people understand that, don't forget to seek out this assistance. There's so many providers out there, you know, SBDC, of course, being one of them, um, but whether it's CWE or mm-hmm. SCORE or SBA or some of our other um, resource partners, go to them sooner rather than later. Ask the questions and um, then the network will kind of help you navigate through um and finding the other resources that can help you. And, awesome. you know, definitely don't forget that, like, again, we can support pretty much anyone yeah, in, the, in the state yeah. in terms of small businesses. So We're so darn lucky in this state. <laughs> I am a client of the SBDC. So essentially, SBDC helped me grow Cardinal, which I am forever grateful for. I've talked to a lot of folks, especially folks up in my neck of the woods, um, who have also who are also clients and would, you know, love you guys till the cows come home. Um, and they know people who own small businesses who say, well, I, I don't have time to do that. Or I, you know, I, I didn't even know that existed. Or I, I just, I'm, I'm too focused on what I'm doing. And what do you say to those folks who are maybe too busy to get some assistance or to, to have another perspective to grow their business? You know, we are and at no cost, so a free, I hate using the word free sometimes, yeah, no, but, you, but we are here yeah. and let us help you. Let us just take a chance, whether it's an hour, whether it's two hours, like everyone needs to take a step back from working in their business mm-hmm. to be able to work on their, on business. their business. And that's yeah. whether, you know, you're just kind of sticking to your existing plan or if you're looking at growth strategies, um, you can bounce those ideas off of any one of our advisors, whether it's the advisor that you get paired up with initially or doing some uh, you know, co-advising so that we can pair you up with another advisor that might be might have more of that expertise in your, in your niche business. Love that. Love that. The pandemic's been a, a time for people to hit the reset button and reevaluate their lives. And for some, that's meant, you know, leaving their jobs and starting a business. Uh, I, you know, have you seen a big wave of entrepreneurship? And uh, talk to us about what you do to help businesses uh, or new entrepreneurs determine whether their business idea is even viable and what steps they should take. Yeah, I just wanted to kind of jump in a little bit on that because one of the things you, uh, you know, we don't ever want to do, you don't want to crush somebody's dreams. I mean, you can't, you know, come right out and tell them it's a bad idea. You, but you give them the guidance the facts, 
the the big picture so that they can kind of figure out what they want to do on their own because it's better for them to do it and fail fast versus, you know, rather than getting themselves into some trouble. And unfortunately, over the years, and those are the clients that Liz talked about, they come to us a little too late. They've gone off and got themselves into some situations that aren't necessarily going to work out for them, and it just makes it a lot difficult, more difficult. But there's always um, a lot of people looking to start a business. It's, it's kind of mind-boggling. Even through the pandemic, we had people looking to start a business because they just want to they want to be their own boss. I think that's the biggest thing. They feel like they can control their their pathway better by being their own boss. So it's it's always an interesting conversation. Some ideas are better than others, but um, it's just something that we're really passionate about is fostering that whole entrepreneurship. That's awesome. That's awesome. Um, before we go today, I want you both to take some time to talk to us about maybe um, programs that you want to highlight, things that may be coming up for the year or even beyond, um, whether you know, you're know you highlighting here during Small Business Week or uh, that are going to be available in the future. So Amy, I'd love to start with you for a little bit of, of that uh, preview, as it were, and then hop right over to you, Liz. We love a Small Business Week at the SBA. We <laughs> are say. so looking forward <laughs> to this year actually getting back to celebrating. That's what Small Business Week really means to us at the SBA is celebrations and recognitions. Um, we can sit there and tell about our programs and tell our stories, but what is going to resonate more with people is hearing from businesses who've used the programs and succeeded. So that's what small business is all about with us. We present awards, we do visits, we amplify, we get out and get the word out about the programs, but we celebrate small businesses is the real focus for us. That's awesome. That's awesome. We'll celebrate too. So Liz, tell yeah. us about what's coming up with SPDC. <laughs> I mean, you're always, there's, there's one thing I know from knowing you that there's always something going on. You're always working on something. So tell us what's up. Yep. You know me pretty well, don't you? I do. I do. Yeah. You can't get you know, away from that one. Yep. Um, you know, just serving thousands of businesses through advising and Every education day. isn't enough. We yeah. definitely need to roll out some new programs, mm-hmm. but Back to you know being able to uh, being fortunate enough to have received all of that CARES Act money, mm-hmm. we were able to develop some new programs and some really really cool ones that we did um, more recently or this year um, is our Fame program and our Cyber Assessment program. Ooh. So they're kind of similar. Fame stands for Finance Accelerator Marketing Expediter, and with the Fame program and the Cyber program, we are hi- we SBDC have hired private consultants that are digital marketing experts. Mm-hmm finance folks um, or cyber um, cyber professionals to work alongside our advisors and to support our clients. So our clients are getting up to five hours of free consulting time wow. with these marketing agencies or these um, cyber finance experts. Mm-hmm. So it's really exciting. Not only are we supporting our, and you know, we see it as we're not only supporting our clients, but we're also supporting those small businesses in the digital marketing and cyber and mm-hmm. finance side of things too. So it's two <clears throat> businesses we're supporting um, kind of, you know, two for one there. And nice. we're really excited about that. So if any businesses out there haven't already taken advantage of it, sign up today and um, reach out to your SBDC advisor. We'd love to have you participate. Another really cool one that we um, are working on is our Pathway to Micro program. Hmm. And that program is focused on working with unemployed or underemployed individuals hmm. to help them create a business. So kind of Matt, back to your question about 
helping people see other opportunities and other pathways to success. We are working with those individuals that may not be employed in a position that they uh, are going to be staying in forever, but are looking at other opportunities to start a small business, whether it's on the side or to transition into when the time is right. So lots of really cool opportunities there. And and then we've got our inclusivity project. Ooh, where mm-hmm. That sounds inclusive. It is. Tell us more. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Over at SBDC, you know, we've walked, we've worked with business and entrepreneurs from every walk of life. You know, we provide the same great service to anyone that walks through our doors, regardless of race, ethnicity, gender, socioeconomic status, mm-hmm. age. But we know, like many organizations, we can do a better job mm-hmm. reaching out to um, underserved communities. So with our inclusivity project, um, our goal is to increase the number of businesses and entrepreneurs that we work with that are persons of color. So we are going to be doing a whole lot more on that. We've got a staff member dedicated to the project. We've hired some great consultants that are working within the communities Mm -hmm. to get us um, a better understanding of what the individual needs and challenges are within, you know, different cities, whether it's from Nashua to Summersworth or Manchester and Concord. Um, or even within different um, ethnic groups and how we can meet their needs and make sure that we're there providing the right services, whether it's translating services to make sure that they understand and they're able to connect with us on an easier and more meaningful basis. So lots to talk about more lots there. And lots. <laughs> All right. Well, so I'm going to get real personal before we wrap up today. Um, for both of you, What do you want the wider world to know about you guys as individuals that we haven't talked about today? And Amy gets to go first, right? Because Liz is like, no, no, I got to think about this still. We talked a lot about the organizations, the help you do, but you guys are are talented, successful individuals. Tell us about you. What do do you want the world to know? Yes, absolutely. (laughs) So I am a from New Hampshire originally, and I just love living here. I love everything about New Hampshire. So in my off time, I just love getting out and enjoying nature. And we do a lot of hiking, skiing, biking, and can't wait to get out on the lake and all those great things. Just we are so fortunate to live in such a beautiful place and to get to work here as well. So awesome. Thank you, Liz. Did you did you come up with I, it? Yet? I, I did. I okay, did. Good, good. Thanks for giving me that extra time. Amy. <laughs> <laughs> um, so unlike you guys, I am not originally from New Hampshire. I am from New York, but I came up here, went to UNH and absolutely fell in love with New Hampshire. Got some great opportunities with different jobs along the way and so glad that I stayed. I mean, my mother is still regretting the fact that I stayed in New Hampshire 20 plus years ago, but you know, <laughs> she, she's she's warming up to New Hampshire. Um, and then, you know, in, in my free time, I've got three great boys and my partner and I live, um, in Keene. So Zach and our three boys, we like to spend uh, a lot of time outside and just getting out and exploring nature or me reading a book at the beach is my (gasps) happy place or sitting on the top of a mountain after a great exhilarating hike. Wow. Those are my favorite places. All right. I spend way too much time in front of my desk lately. You guys are inspiring me. I Um, mean, you didn't want us to say that part. (laughs) Well, 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 we do that too. We're all hard workers. So, well, again, thank you for joining us. Thanks for kicking off and celebrating Small Business Week with us. Amy Bassett is the SBA District Director for New Hampshire and Liz Gray is is the State Director of New Hampshire SBDC. Thanks so much. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for joining us today. If you enjoyed the stories and information you heard in today's podcast, find more by subscribing to Business NH Magazine or visiting businessnhmagazine.com. I'm Matt Mowry. And I'm Nathan Carroll. 
BizCast NH is a joint production of Business NH Magazine and Cardinal Consulting. Listen to us anywhere you find your favorite podcasts. Mm-hmm.